I really want to take a quick moment and give a huge shout out to Podcorn for sponsoring this episode. I have had so much success since using Podcorn that I just had to share it with you guys. Podcorn is a marketplace that connects podcasters to sponsors with opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and much more. The best part is that there's no middleman. You work exclusively with the brands, collaborate, set your own rate, and choose your own opportunities. Podcorn also ensures you that you are protected and compensated for your work. This episode is sponsored by Podcorn. Hi guys, welcome to Hauntedology. My name is Megan. I'm your host and along with my mom, who is your co-host, we tell you stories every week that are of hauntings or paranormal activity in different cities or a city in America and eventually the rest of the world. It is our belief that every city has a story to tell and it's our job to tell it. So we thank you guys for listening and We can't wait to dive into this week's episode, so let's go. Sheriff's Department along with the Chatham County Jail are both some of the oldest in the country. Having been established in 1737, around 56 years before the title of sheriff was even adopted, the department made the move to Montgomery Street in the mid-70s, but for decades the old Chatham County Jail served as home to nearly 300 inmates each and every day and even hung a few of them. Both the building and its inhabitants have seen their fair share of trouble before officially closing its doors in 1989. Afterwards, the empty jailhouse then served as like an archive storage facility and it was during this time that rumors about strange activity inside the building's walls began to spread throughout the paranormal community. Not only were the employees experiencing like disembodied voices and phantom footsteps, and like just the overwhelming feeling they were constantly being watched. I hate that feeling. I know, it's the worst. They also were being touched, pushed, and in some cases even thrown up against walls by an invisible force. Okay, that's a story you go home and tell somebody. Sorry to take on, mama. (laughs) However, the building would end up completely abandoned in 2006. And while Savannah may have no use for the old jail, One sinister specter has taken up residence, and it didn't take long for paranormal researchers to begin asking if they could investigate the ghostly claims. Over the years, a number of ghost hunting teams have collected paranormal evidence that ranges everywhere from thermal video ghostly figures to spooky EVP recordings to full-blown poltergeist activity. In one instance, a 150-pound metal plate flung itself across the room and smashed into an opposite wall in full view of a group of visitors. These strange occurrences have become commonplace in the old 
Chatham County Jail, but there's one spirit wandering the halls that has everyone shaking in their boots. The ghost of former inmate Carl Isaac. And this is where our story really begins, when the devil went down to Georgia. You know that, that name's familiar. You might actually remember hearing about this case the more we get into it. You might. All right. So, Isaacs was a vile murderer who most unfortunately made his way to Georgia along with two of his cronies. But his story actually begins in Maryland. Hence why I said the devil went down to Georgia. Definitely. You see, in May of 1973, Carl Isaacs escaped to jail in Maryland and along with two brothers and a friend, drove to Florida hoping to avoid being recaptured by the Popo. Unfortunately, when the group ran out of gas, they felt they had no other option than to steal it. They pulled over to a pump in rural Georgia only to discover that it was dry. It was then that Isaacs noticed the mobile home belonging to the all-day family tucked quietly behind a building. So, naturally he did what any other insane criminal would do. Carl Isaacs decided to rob him. Yeah, he's not a very original guy. No. You know how these things tend to work out? And... By that, I mean they generally don't work out very well. They end very badly, much like this one was doomed to. The burglary went horribly wrong. The entire family would actually end up arriving to their mobile home only to discover their home in the process of being robbed. Mm-mm. Isaacs ordered the all-day family inside the trailer. At gunpoint, Isaacs and his two partners then shot and killed all five of the men before raping and eventually killing Mary and dumping her body in the nearby woods. Lord bless. Isaacs was arrested in West Virginia a few days later. So for some reason, he went back north. But Old Bright One was still in possession of the murder weapon. The killing of the all-day family went down in history as one of the most gruesome murders in Georgia history. However, it goes a little fuzzy here. I haven't really been able to find the exact path that led Isaacs to being held in Chatham County Jail because every story I read automatically just skips to him being there after getting busted in West Virginia. But we do know a thing or two about his time spent in Savannah and what he left behind. Oh, Lordy. Oh, yeah. He was locked up again. Carl Isaac spent years locked up inside the old Chatham County Jail fighting the death penalty. But when the U.S. Supreme Court denied his final appeal, he was put to death by lethal injection on May 6, 2003. He still holds the record for Georgia's longest death row inmate. But those who've spent any time near his old cell will be quick to tell you that though his body is long gone, something sinister still remains. Quick little mini tangent who the heck keeps tabs on a record such as long as the inmate to live on death row <laughs> yeah somebody with no life <clears throat> they make it sound like something you should alert the media for yes i'd be proud of like you do know he's on death row for murder not on stage at the cma saying thank you for the country music award exactly i mean it's even said that to this day carl isaacs is terrifying people inside the old chatham county jail that that would make sense jerk like that would Ghost on forever. Mm-hmm. The cell and surrounding areas that house Isaacs are said to be some of the most active locations in the jail, leaving even the most seasoned paranormal investigators shaking in their boots. Isaac's cell inside the county jail is a source of overwhelming energy and paranormal activity. Visitors report feeling an intolerable wave of dread and hatred barreling into them. Some have even been pushed bitten, clawed, punched, or have had their hair tugged out while trying to escape the cell. Oh my gosh, he's such a jerk. 
EVPs have revealed multiple male voices calling out the investigators' names or yelling at them to leave. Thermal imaging cameras have spotted figures crouching down and hiding in cells or running through corridors. Many believe that the evil in Isaac's soul only lingers at the jail, finding perverse joy in tormenting those who visit the county jail. I can believe that. If you can do that to a whole family and then torment the woman until killing her and dumping her, yeah, well, when you get a thrill out of that the rest of your life. Exactly. Jerk. Ghost hunters say the evil spirit makes himself known with an overwhelming feeling of dread that is nearly impossible to shake. Many investigators leave this area feeling as though they've experienced some of the most oppressive energy imaginable. When you consider all the kinds of evil deeds that Isaac's committed during his life, it probably hasn't changed much in his death either. So, I guess if you want to be a nice, kind person, and you want to say that poor Isaacs, I mean, the things that were going on, if he had only been psychologically evaluated and gotten the help he needed. What's wrong? Your mama didn't hug you enough as a child? No, that fool just evil. No. There ain't no help for that. So, as seen on TV, the old Chatham County Jail is so haunted that it drew the attention of ghost hunters Nick Croft and Katrina Weedman. Hopefully I said that right. These two spent three days locked behind the heavy doors for a season two finale of TLC's Paranormal Lockdown. Heck to the no. Mm-mm. Hopefully if you can catch this episode, which I kind of want to now, yeah. it'll shed some light on the bizarre and often violent activity that is consistently documented inside the walls of the old Chatham County Jail. Like heck I'd be in there. And even if it's not haunted, you ain't locking me up in no jail. Jails are creepy enough. Uh, yeah. They're creepy enough in the daytime. Oh, no, 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 no. I would have gotten real close with my partner. <laughs> but still, not heck to the nose. Nah. Yeah, not happening. Moving right along. But I do really want to catch the episode now. I might have to see if YouTube has it or something, because I have trouble finding Like, yeah. I haven't really searched for it, but yeah. I really do want to see it now. I mean, that would be cool. I'll sit right here and watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it from the same time. I'm going to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I do all of the writing and compiling of all the different stories myself. And it means a lot that you guys will sit here and listen to what I have to say. If you would like to reach out to me on social media, you can go to Instagram and go to at Megan Noel Podcasts. So M-E-G-A-N. N-O-E-L podcasts or my personal Instagram at the Megan Noel. Thank you guys so much for listening and I really appreciate it. If you guys could give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help others find the show, that would be amazing and we would be forever grateful. Thank you guys and I cannot wait to tell you the next story.